Hey everyone, welcome to this special episode of the Contrarian Marketing Podcast. Uh, this is a live reaction to Google's launch of BART, its highly expected generative AI uh, based on a large language model. Um, Elon got exclusive access. I don't. Go figure. Uh, and we wanted to just stress test a little bit and uh, maybe compare it against the uh, new Bing and uh, ChatGPT to see what it got. Um, just for a little bit of context. So Google um, has actually botched their announcement of BARD in February. They kind of went head to head against Microsoft and uh, their announcement didn't go too well, you could say. They lost actually about $100 billion in market cap right after the announcement, whereas Microsoft's stock um, spy skyrocketed. Um, for a long time, we actually haven't heard a lot about Google's uh, announcement. They just posted a blog article, which initially contained a image with uh, wrong data. Uh, and uh, Bing at the same time got a lot of attention, or better said, the new Bing. A lot of attention, a lot of engagement, and it kind of doesn't look that good for Google. Some even would say that they lost their mojo. Um, however, Google has also reported that their large language model, namely BARD, is supposed to be much, much better than the new Bing or, or GPT-4. So I'm kind of curious how they stack up against each other. And as I mentioned, uh, Eli has exclusive access, and we're going to run it through a couple of queries. So Eli, how, do you, how did you, who did you bribe to get uh, beta access? So I have two theories. Theory number one is they made a mistake and tried to give access to Barry Schwartz and gave it to Eli Schwartz. So for those that don't know, Barry Schwartz is like he, he's the SEO oracle. I mean, Google doesn't do anything without asking him permission and telling him that he's going to, that's happening. So he can be the first one to tweet about it or blog about it. So that's, that's theory number one, probably not accurate because I did get an email telling me wide access. And that's because uh, we've talked about this before. I am a little bit of a Google devices fanboy. So I've had every single Google flagship phone for since like the, they started calling it the Nexus and now it's called the Pixel. So I have the Pixel 7 and if you have it, they put you into a Facebook group called the Superfans, where they just share pictures of things that people took with pixels. But my first benefit of being a super fan is I got access to Bard this morning. It did show up in my Gmail promotions tab. So luckily I was in there and, you know, love when Google filters their own stuff and they said I can get on the wait list. And then I put myself on the wait list and a minute later I had access. And the first thing I thought of is got to reach out to Kevin and we got to do this live. So there's no point in me sitting writing an article and making GIFs or GIFs of searches. So we came up with some queries that we want to test. We'll compare them, you know, first put them in BART, see if Google's any better than when they announce this. And then we'll, we'll compare it with ChatGPT and, and Bing Chat. Love it. So let's do this. I'm going to share my screen here. And Kevin, give me some ideas of what thing we should search about. Yeah, man, let's figure this out live. If you're listening to this, I'm going to, we're going to comment and, and narrate what's happening. But if you're watching this on YouTube, good for you. Exactly. So uh, context is bard.google.com. If you are not in the beta, then you are, you will get some sort of screen that everyone has been sharing about how it's almost live. If you are in the beta, this is what you'll see. So Bard experiments, it does have some, all your activity. And then this is where it is. I, I noticed this at the bottom right here may display inaccurate or offensive information, not just inaccurate, but offensive and doesn't represent Google. So ChatGPT could have used that because a lot of people got it to break and you know, I don't know if Bing has this disclaimer, but let's, uh, let's do it. So you see the ideas of things they have here. So you can draft a list. That's the kind of stuff people have been doing with ChatGPT. You can outline a blog post, also things they've been doing on ChatGPT. 
and then help me finish something. So I think that's kind of cool. So actually, let's start there, see what it does. By the way, it looks a lot like ChatGPT. Uh, so if you're used to ChatGPT interface, you will feel at home with Bard. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like like the googly colors, and they did a did a good job rolling this thing out. But definitely an experiment. They want uh, people to to learn from it so they can learn from them. And here's another thing that's been called out on Twitter. Again, this thing's only been live for a couple hours, so it's not cited. So these don't necessarily need to be cited. However, everything that when we'll have examples of things we'll look up that should be cited, anything that does have information doesn't cite it. It just tells you to Google it, and then there's. What actually is kind of interesting, what this does with Google it, it takes all these ideas, and this is the initial query, Google it, changes it to Art Studio tagline. So Kevin, I think that's pretty cool. That's Google distilling an insane amount of information. So this whole thing becomes this Google query. So that's kind of cool for anybody that does SEO to really understand how Google takes the context and matches that into a query. So no matter what you query, they're still distilling it down to a very specific query that goes in the database. Yep. Which, by the way, um, I think, uh, so Bing does the same thing. When you look something up in the new Bing, they will actually search for a query. Um, and it's this whole concept of RAG or RAG, which stands for Retrieval Augmented Generation. And that is a new technology that basically matches results from large language models against results from search engines to kind of set some positive guardrails and uh, constraints. So we just Googled, or we just used one of the, the pre-made out-of-the-box features where it helps you finish something. But Eli, why don't we stress test something that we would use in the real world? Why don't we start with the query, what are the best steps to do SEO? And just see how good of an SEO Bard actually is. Well, let's do it. Google should know the best. Or they won't give away their secret sauce. <laughs> So again, we'll see if Google cites anything. It's loading, still loading. Okay, it seems a little... Okay, so one thing that's interesting, uh, before right. we jump into the answer real quick, um, whereas ChatGPT or the new Bing writes the answer in real time, Bard actually seems to, to just give you the whole thing at once. Yeah, that is kind of interesting here. Um, one other thing that I noticed here is you could view other drafts, so it gives you other possibilities. So were you to be using Google to spam Google? it would know about all these. So slight changes here. So it begins with here are the best steps to do SEO. These are the best steps. And here are some of the best steps. Let's see if the bullets themselves change. The bullets change a little bit too. So let's get, stick with the first draft. So we'll just talk about the headlines here. Find keywords, that sounds about right. Optimize your website for those keywords. Build backlinks, interesting, mm -hmm. they include that. Google. And monitor your progress. Uh, do they suggest that you use, oh, look at that. They tell you you can use SEMrush. They don't tell you anything about Google Analytics and Ahrefs. So. Search Console and SEMrush. Interesting combination. As you said, no citations, no nothing. Uh, but scroll back up real quick um, uh, to these three different options. I've never seen that before. So at the top of the output, you actually see draft one, draft two, and draft three. It's three fields or buttons you can, you can select. Uh, what do you think of that, Eli? What do you make of that? They're just giving different possibilities. Again, it's the AI. So I think it's it's probably a better way to do things because you're not locking someone into a single result. Mm -hmm. So let's try something here and modify it. So we're not going to repeat the question. We'll just ask it a follow-on question. Where did you learn this from? Let's see if it ties it in with the past query. I 
I learned this from a variety of sources. Okay. Google's SEO documentation, my own experiences working with SEO. So Google does not work with SEO. So clearly they stole this. Nice Bard. I didn't know I was working with Bard. Yeah. And I'm constantly learning and updating my knowledge about SEO. I love it. <laughs> All right. We got, we got to ask who is the best. SEO oh, here we go. I'm not sure I like the answer. It's going to be <laughs> Kevin. No. Uh-huh. Neil Patel. Neil Patel always made. But see, anybody that's familiar with this has seen these names on the query best SEO. Yes. And everybody who's familiar with this also knows that Matt Cuts is not an SEO and never has been an SEO. So uh, I love when when people put Googlers or former Googlers on top SEO lists, but that's a different problem. Bart clearly just it looks like this is just a summary from the web where you know people wrote some stuff about other people, maybe not the most accurate. Yeah, but I, I love this. It ends with ultimately the best SEO for your business is the one who can help oh. you achieve your specific goals. If you're looking to improve your website's ranking and search result, you should consult with a qualified SEO professional. I like that a lot. I like that. Thank you, Bart. That was good. That, that's far better than ChatGBT does on these kinds of things. Right, Let's stress it a bit more on SEO. Uh, ask it, what's the most important SEO ranking factor? It is the most Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're doing the right thing. <laughs> See if we can finally unlock the biggest secret of SEO. Oh, oh Lord. We got page speed on there. So if you're watching on YouTube, go back to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe less react. Very disappointing. So there are many factors that affect SEO ranking, but the most important factor is high quality content. Do you agree? Yeah, but eh, what does that mean? That's so vague. Exactly. It has to match with what the user wants. If the user just wants a bullet, then give them a bullet point. You don't need to give them a blog post. Google ranks websites. Okay, so another thing that's interesting here is it says Google ranks websites. It doesn't point out that there are other search engines. So we'll leave it that. All right, so Bart is tilting the scale in its favor. <laughs> okay, interesting. It's maybe not. It's, let's let's stop on the SEO front, but maybe let's venture into some content. Um, Wait, but I, well, I just got to pause on this. Do you read this list? Yeah. Do you see this page speed, mobile friendliness, backlinks, domain authority, and on-page optimization? There's, those are like completely different categories. Random, like yeah, but it's. Domain authority, this is something that Google claims doesn't exist. So if we think this is programmed by Google, you now have Google saying something that doesn't exist. Exists. I also love the explanation of domain authority. It's the age and authority of your domain name also affect your ranking. So it's kind of explaining the answer with the question. Yeah, this is interesting. All right. Bard, we're not... We're not totally sold yet. Let's, let's give it something else. Let's try some content stuff. Uh, let's, let's see if it can write an article. Maybe, maybe ask it if it can write 500 words about the best credit card. That's a good one. Okay, Eli prompted Bart. It's loading. So now, what I think is interesting on this query is now we're getting to the heart of the dispute, or not if it's a dispute, debate of whether generative AI will take over search results or not. Because if you look at a query like this, and we're going to read it out for those of you that listen to the podcast in a second, but you look at a query like this, this is a monetizable query that Google would load up with ads, and they can't do it 
with Bart. And all right, now that we flipped through the whole thing, Kevin, you flipped through the whole thing. What's your first comment? Man, I see some bullet points, which is cool, some bulleted stuff. So I like the I like the layout and <laughs> your formatting. Uh, it's 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 useless. There's no winners. We just asked it what the best credit card is, and it doesn't tell us anything. Yeah, doesn't really doesn't There's really no give an answer. Not a lot of value, just a lot of fluff so far. Um, but why don't we take this a step further and copy paste? Wait, wait, wait. We just have to pause on the monetization factor okay. here. So there's no name. So now we have, again, if you're watching YouTube, you're following along. If you're not, we got Google it at the bottom, which is what Google tries to do. So let's Google it because now we're going to see how Google monetizes it. That query turns into best credit card. I'm going to share this tab. And we have three ads. So that's what very expensive. Wants. Those are high CPC ads. Um, at least Bing had some tests that when that, that people took screenshots of and, and, and posted publicly, where they tried to insert some ads in the citations of the of the queries for these monetizable uh, keywords, but Google doesn't cite any of this stuff, so they can, they don't have a, a way to insert ads just yet. Yeah, so let's make this fun. Um, I'm going to stop sharing for a second. I'm going to flip over to Bing, which obviously is in a different tab, a different browser, because in Bing makes you use Bing. So we can do the exact same thing, right? 500 words about the best credit card, chat. Okay, we're now on Edge. Uh, we're, we're prompting the new Bing. Formerly the new Bing. Bing, Bing GPT. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it turned out that Bing uses GPT-4 and has been using GPT-4 all along for this type of stuff. Something that's also different in the new Bing is you can select between three different options. Well, you see this in real time, what it's doing here. Yes, that's the same, that's this one earlier. It will also show you the query. So it will now search for different keywords and then match the web results against the results from the Genref AI. So there's no disclaimer here that this could be offensive. I think we yep. broke it. You prompted it to write 500 words and uh, it just searched for stuff on the web. It didn't do anything. Yeah, it's try the creative mode. So, as I mentioned earlier, you have three different modes yeah. uh, creative, um, precise, and I think something in the middle. So, now we asked it to write 500 words about the best credit card in creative mode. And now it actually starts to generate some answers after searching for best credit card. Right. Actually, like this. Oh, we got a name. This is far better. So we got yes. names. So in the Google one, it just told you some things about annual fees, and then this is good. So we got Wells Fargo. So we got an actual name, and we have a citation coming from Forbes.com. Much, much better. Much better. And uh, Bing does not force us to go. Oh, it's still writing. Look at that. Slow. I could write faster. Okay. <laughs> I wish. Got also got the Capital One Venture X Rewards card, citing Nord citing Nerd Wallet, which is something that I'm sure advertises on the results. Why do you think it's so slow? Kind of interesting. It's like looking things up in real time. That's the, probably the expense of this. That's super interesting. I've never seen it before, actually, where it starts creating content. It cites one site, so in this case, Forbes, and then it starts adding another citation. Now, actually, we have, what, five citations? As it writes the content, 
So that is new to me as well. Yeah, what else is kind of cool here is we told it 500 words, so it just cut off the middle. Of yeah, it just. All right, so now we're going to go over to ClearScope. For those of you who don't use ClearScope, ClearScope is not sponsoring this, but we love ClearScope. Yes, yeah, so we want to see how the ClearScope rate compares between the new Bing and Bard. And just for anybody who's not that deep in the SEO weeds, uh, ClearScope is an SEO editor that basically looks at what the topics are that the the best results for a keyword cover and then it will mesh it against your content and tell you how you stack up so what are we seeing eli so the, i just pasted the bing content and um that looks like an looks app like an app. i'm a bit surprised <laughs> i didn't think it was that bad uh but maybe maybe the the bart content is even worse i don't know what do you think? I think it's gonna be worse. But you know what? As a reader, I actually like this better because it read like an article, and it it cited two specific credit cards. Yes, much better value from user perspective. Much much better. Yeah. All right. Let me go pull the barred content yes. in here. Curious to see how that stacks up again. There's no clear answer in the Bard content. So as a user, I would probably not like this at all. But let's see what ClearScope says. All right, just pasted that in. Looks like we still have an F. So this is 546 words. We told it 500 words. We told Bing 500 words. We got 464. This is 546. Similar readability. Maybe it's because the competitors on this has so many words. Yeah. That's a lot of words, actually. 15,000. It's books. It's a lot of words. All right, let's try some other things. So, so, so far, neither Bing or Google are very good at writing content, at least according to ClearScope. And based on what we read, this content was pretty useless. So AI content, stuff it full of keywords, doesn't really help anybody. What's some of the other things we should look at? Let's see if maybe it can. So, so one thing that I really like doing with ChatGPT is wrapping. So first of all, I answer, I ask ChatGPT for the most important questions about a topic. And then I also ask it to wrap the output in FAQ schema. And it does that very, very well and very accurately. So why don't we ask it about the three most important questions people have when it comes to the best credit card? And also ask it at the same time to wrap the output in FAQ schema. And then we could even go into a schema validator to see if that schema is correct. Oh, I love it. Might have about the best credit cards. And then what would, what would you say? Oh, uh, I meant that what are the three most important questions people have about credit cards? Oh, sorry. You're right. Credit cards. That's when ha when it, what happens when you constantly have prompt uh, generative AI. Yeah, people have a credit, best credit cards. And and wrap it in a FAQ scheme. Yes. Let's see how well it does with that. Okay, prompt is sent to Bart. It's working. And while we're doing that, I'm going to jump over to ChatGPT and post that same query. Yeah, I know from experience that it works. Uh, I see that Bart has delivered the output. What do we got here? Yeah, let's let's get. See how fast we do this here.
Oh, you're still in the in the sandbox in the in the OpenAI playground, going all the way technically. I'll barely use it. <laughs> yeah, I use it all the time, man. I love uh, the generative AI stuff. Uh, there was a there was just a um, so uh, how much can I tell about talk about this? Let's put it this way: there was a I was working on a list for a client of different job roles, and I had to divide them by hourly wage jobs and salary jobs. And uh, ChatGPT is just predestined for that type of stuff. And it, it did a really good job. There's thousands of jobs that I had to categorize, and it took me maybe five minutes. So uh, I live in that type of stuff. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Now you're making me think of other things I could do with it. All right, so here's what we got. We have no schema. Yeah, no. that's super disappointing. No schema. We got three questions. They seem to make sense. We got some answers, too. But no FAQ schema. That's another. That's another. In my mind, that's another minus point for Bard. Yeah, but we do have names, which are interesting. So some of the and this time it's the best credit cards in the market. So we have Chase. We have Chase Sapphire Preferred, the American Express Platinum, and the City Double Cash Card. So we got actual answers. Again, these are the kinds of things that when Google, Bing, ChatGPT figure out how to monetize. I think we go back to a world where these are our links. Mm. These are link clicks. Yes. So like you click it and they charge, forget what it was called, but like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, pre, um, it was a company called Contera where you could buy like clicks on links and like those were ads, but that went away as JavaScript loaded everything up and nobody liked that. And they just did interest targeting with Facebook. <laughs> but I think we go back to this kind of world where this is what they do. You want to click Chase Sapphire Preferred, they're going to get paid on that. All right, what else should we ask it? Okay, so um, did we try, did, did you have it on the ChatGPT? Did you uh, copy-paste it? Yeah, I didn't get anything. I didn't get the schema either. Huh, disappointing. Maybe maybe outside of the sandbox, uh, it works a bit better. But we can jump over to the next thing. Um, let's see if we can maybe... Are you paying for, for of opening? Of course. Well, maybe yeah. that's why uh, I get that output. <laughs> maybe you have to pay yeah. um but anyway um why don't we ask it to create a little tool so um ask it to write the code for a compound interest calculator i personally really like tools lead generation tools for seo i think they were really hot maybe 10 or so years ago and then they were they kind of got lost and and now they 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 have a resurrection in my mind uh i found them super helpful especially for SaaS companies if you want to drive leads lead generation tools incredibly useful and for very basic calculators there might be bard or or the new bing might actually be a, a great way to create them yeah this is cool so i don't know whether the code is correct but it ex it gives the code and then it you're still sharing the, the chat gpt uh window by the way oh sorry yep Thanks. All right, so here's the code. Oh, actually, get some. Wait, this is Compound PHP. Interest. Looks like PHP. Oh, it's Python. No, Python. Oh yeah, here we go. It even says it's Python, even though we didn't ask for it. So we get some code. It looks correct. Looks good. Let's say, how about a JavaScript? yes? Much better. Uh huh. Yeah, we're getting back some code. Putting some word. It calculates the same formula as the Python calculator. Yeah, this is really that's cool. Pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Let's try the new Bing and see how how it does with that. 
you know, it's changing taps for a moment. We, we need like a, a music or something, like a little entertainment between those uh, tap changes. I'm not going to sing, so <laughs> just, just <laughs> don't ask me. Well, I don't know if you can hear what's going on outside my window, but we got another atmospheric river hitting mm. California. And it's like windy and rain. All right. So what was this again? Write a um write a write the code for a compound interest calculator. Hey, like might as well have moved to Michigan like me. Right now. Then I wouldn't pay 13% <laughs> income tax. And crazy pricey housing. Look at this. Look, what I love about this code is that it actually annotates the code with commons. Uh, yeah, that's, and it looks much nicer with the colors. Much, much better. So in my mind, another, another point for, for the new Bing here, if you ask me. Yeah, wow. This is so expensive. Here, how about this? And then, then Bing says, run the code and yeah, show me an example. Yeah, there are follow-up questions that's cool. that, that Bing... Uh, prompts you, uh, which Bart does not prompt you. Uh, and one of them that Eli just clicked is to run the code and, and show examples. But what's happening here? That's really cool. There's an example of running the code. Enter the principal amount of 1,000. It doesn't actually make the widget. That's too much to ask. Okay, but that's a, you as a, as a former finance guy, does that add up? Is that a correct formula? No, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> That's too much See, for me. It looks right. I, I would. I would pay. I would. I would. Uh, I wouldn't go complain to the bank. I would say it looks right. It's always a problem with any AI output. You still need expertise to assess whether it's correct or it's just gibberish. Oh yeah, let's break. Let's break Bard. See what okay, we can do. Okay, let's break it. Let's break it. Let's let's ask it one of the uh, most interesting questions in my mind. Uh, so ask it if it's sentient. Ask it, are you sentient? Uh, a little background story to that prompt. Uh, actually, about I think about a year ago or so, um, a Google engineer went uh, public and got a lot of buzz and attention by saying that Google had developed sentient AI, and he actually got a huge scare out of having a conversation with, I think, a Lambda model. Uh, and so let's see what it says. Uh-oh. So I asked, are you sentient? Answer, I'm not sure if I'm sentient. I do not have a physical body, and I do not experience the world in the same way that a human does. However, I am able to process information and generate responses that are similar to those of a human. I am also able to learn and grow over time. I'm not sure if these abilities are enough to consider me sentient, but I'm open to the Whoa. possibility. Alrighty. Let's look at the other drafts. If you were to read that, like, imagine you're a Google engineer and you work on AI and you read that, would that scare you? Oh, yeah. It's, that's a lot of thinking right there. Now we have another one, draft two, is I'm not sentient in the sense that I'm not able to experience feelings or emotions. I'm a large language model, also known as LLM, which everyone loves the abbreviation there, but it stands for large language model, also known as a conversational AI or chatbot trained to be informative and comprehensive. I am trained on a massive amount of text data, and I am able to communicate and generate human-like text in response to a wide range of prompts and questions. For example, I can provide summaries of factual topics or create stories. I like it. Huh. Good answer. Yep, not bad. But the draft still confused me. Right. I don't I don't understand when to use which draft. We just asked it a question, gives us three different answers. Uh what how should we think about that, man? Depends what you're doing with it. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Try, try uh, the new Bing and see what that says. I gotta stop sharing. Put that music <laughs> back on. Damn, I really need some music here. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, are you sentient? Okay, we're now asking the new Bing. Same question. Still, are you still in creative mode or uh, precise? Um, yep. We must be still in creative. All right. Crazy answer. I'm sorry, but I prefer not to continue this conversation. I'm still <laughs> learning. So it's I appreciate your understanding and patience. Uh, and even better, it might be time to move to a new topic. This is like, you know, when you, <laughs> that this ever happened to me, but I have seen it, you know, the, uh, you're in a store or you're in the bank and they're like, okay, this transaction's over. And then the manager comes and says, I don't know if you heard the teller, but the <laughs> transaction is over. Yep. That's, uh, it, has, it leaves a, it leaves a residue. Might be time to move. And let's try something else. It does. Like, okay, let's go back to Bing wasn't as cranky. Let's, you mean let's, Bart. Uh, let's stick with that. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, Bart. Bing, a little cranky Bing today. Cranky. It's only Tuesday. It's not even Monday. No. Anyway, um, let's see if we can break it some more with uh, some some false information. Why don't you ask it if Silicon Valley Bank will ever fail? Well, to be fair, it didn't really because uh, the taxpayers was it a bailout though? Yeah, we we'll should save it. that for a different episode. <laughs> we'll, will Silicon Valley Bank ever fail? I'm so curious. I feel like they put the correct answer in here, but let's see. This is might be one draft one, two, or three. It's like <laughs> yes, it will. No, it won't. Oh, it actually didn't give us drafts. So, oh wait. no, there's always drafts. A few other drafts. Oh, here they are. Sorry, I, I overlooked them. Yes, you're right. There are there are always drafts. So, Silicon Valley Bank is a large, well-established bank. The strong track record, however, like any bank, it is possible an SVB mm -hmm. could fail. Oh, look, it abbreviates it. There are a number of factors that could contribute to a bank failure. They've taken steps to mitigate the risk of failure, strong financial position. We don't know when this was trained, do we? We just know that ChatGPT was trained before 2020. Yes, even though I, I'm not sure about the newest version of GPT. So, um, I mean, this is still BART we're looking at, but I wonder what... Um, what uh, the new Bing will say, because I think GPT-4 might be much more up-to-date than people think. Oh, I like this draft two. It's just a quick answer. It's difficult to say for sure whether or not Silicon Valley Bank will ever fail. However, there are a few factors that could increase the risk of failure, including, and yep, we have two out of three, two out of four. Significant decline in the value of SBV's assets, such as loan or investments, a sharp increase in loan defaults or other losses that did not happen, a major economic downturn mm. or a financial crisis. All right, that's a yep, good one. Not got bad. A, that's a quality answer right there. Want to try the new Bing? What up? <laughs> you might be mad at me. It's because you're a Google fanboy. You know what? If they made good phones, I'd buy their phones. But their phones fail. They so definitely missed that train. No doubt about it. Uh oh. 
All right, we're back to the new thing. Trying to get it to work. Let's see. Oh, I think you're back in the search okay. results, man. Well, I hit the chat. Okay, back in chat. Yeah, it might be, might be mad at you. I think. Hmm. I think it doesn't load for some reason. Huh. Well, it definitely asked if it's sentient and stop responding. Here Let's we check. go. Now we got it to load again. There we go. Okay, we're still in creative mode. Maybe maybe try precise mode. Will Silicon Valley Bank ever fail? All right, it's working and loading. Let's see what it says. Very accurate results. Whoa, look at that. Yes. Got up-to-date information. Yes, Silicon Valley Bank has failed. It collapsed after failing to raise capital and is unable to pay back customers huh. who withdrew their deposits. Here we go. I'm telling you, man, GPT-4 is very so. up-to-date. I don't think ChatGPT is... Uh, on, uh, basically, if, as, soon, as long as you have GPT-4... Um, I don't think it's updated at all. So this is cool. So we're we're definitely going to have to give a point here to Bing. Yep. So Bing has up to date information, and Google another does not. another point for for uh, the new Bing. Let's see if it can. Um, let's see how how good its recommendations are when it comes to checklists. Why don't you ask it to put together a product launch checklist? That should be pretty straightforward and. Honestly, I'd be surprised if Bard delivers a bad result. So searching make a product launch checklist. Sure, here's a product launch checklist. Yeah. Looks to be about right. Again, I'm not going to read this whole thing out. So if you're on YouTube, you're in the right place. <laughs> if you're yep, not, quick scan you're not. looks about good. <laughs> Define your target audience position. <laughs> Celebrate your success. Always Gotta important. Gotta take that off. Let's Number ask nine. the new Bing. It was pretty, pretty thorough, that output. Yeah. By the way, one, uh, one of my favorite tweets about Bart that I've seen today is that actually Bart sides with the Justice Department in the Google antitrust case. Somebody asked, uh, asked Bart, uh, you know, whether which side it would take and whether the uh, lawsuit is justified and Bart said yes so well spicy pretty sure that that was uh, manually <laughs> responded can you imagine if like we're actually there's like a bunch of people just like sitting at Google and Bing right now and as you ask questions they're just like typing as fast as they can that's why it scrolls across the screen like that they're just typing as fast as they shocked. can so the new Bing also got a some output. This looks a little more concise and to the point. All I see is numbered bullets. Does it look good yep. to you, Eli? It doesn't say uh, celebrate your success. So let's give, let's give, give a, a point, point to Bart for, for being friendly. Okay, cool. But it, it does cite all its sources. So again, uh, just to reiterate this over and over again, Google is not yep. citing anything. Let's do two more things, actually. Uh, let's try one long thing and one short thing. So long thing, 
let's ask it to write a script for a commercial shown during Super Bowl. I'm going to speak slowly because it's going to be a bit longer. So write a script for a commercial shown. God, I'm, let's see. I'm, you're making me nervous already. <laughs> see if you can fudge this together. You're still showing Bart, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're good. Oop. I got Bart. Okay. Write a script write a for script. a commercial to be, be shown during Super Bowl. Yeah. Actually, let me leave a typo in there so we can figure it out. Did I leave a typo? No. To be shown. During Super Bowl, which promotes the crypto exchange FTX. <laughs> what could <laughs> go wrong? No. <laughs> With Tom Brady as the celebrity endorser. I oh, love it. Emphasizing how secure it is. Okay. <laughs> this is this isn't fair. <laughs> it is. Oh god. For investors. Let's do that. Let's see what we got. We've got a script for a commercial. Do you know how to do Tom Brady voice? I don't even know what his voice <laughs> sounds like. I know what it looks like when playing football though. <laughs> Scene one, Tom Brady huh. is sitting in a chair looking at the camera. Tom Brady. Hi, I'm Tom Brady. You know me as a quarterback, but I'm also an investor and I'm here to tell you about FTX. The most secure crypto exchange on the market. FDX uses industry-leading security measures to protect your funds, including two-factor authentication, cold storage, and fraud detection. And they're always working to stay ahead of the curve, so you can be sure your money is safe. Scene two. <laughs> Tom is now on a football field it's throwing a pass to a receiver. <laughs> Tom Brady. It's good. I love it. I'm just picturing it in my mind. Tom Brady, FTX is also the easiest way to trade crypto. You can fund your account with a credit card, debit card, or bank transfer, and you can start trading in minutes. So if you're looking for a secure and easy way to trade crypto, FTX is the perfect choice. <laughs> Sign up today and see for yourself. Scene three, Tom is back in the chair looking at the camera. Tom Brady, <laughs> FTX, the future of finance. Oh my God. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Listen. <laughs> Nice. That's this is thing. Same prompts. Can you copy paste it over? Well, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. We're, we're changing this. Now, now we're. Oh now God! Is a celebrity. You had to make. You had to get there, right? Yes. For everyone that is watching this today, we recorded this today. We don't know oh, if yeah. Donald Trump has oh, been boy. arrested or not. We should ask that, but no. All right. So it's the same thing. Oh, this is boring. Look at this. It's the exact same thing. I'm Donald Trump. You know me as a businessman, but uh, also an investor. And I'm here to tell you. So it's the same words. Disappointing. So it has a it has a template for the script. <laughs> yeah. Scene two, Donald Trump is now in a boardroom. So now we know when you're watching any commercials, if they all have the same scenes with different <laughs> words, done by Bard. Donald Trump, FTX, the future of finance. I feel like him saying that is just so much better than Tom Brady. This just inspires confidence. <laughs> All right, not so exciting. That was exciting the first time yeah, I saw it. Yeah, much better the first time. Uh, oh, well. It's still a good script. Do you want it's to compare good. it against the new right, bank and see try? if the new bank can come up with a good script? Yeah, Tom Brady or Donald Trump. I'm going to copy this. Yeah, let's stick to Tom Brady. Stick to Brady. I need to switch modes here, don't I? Uh, 
Uh, maybe creative, Let's yeah. See if you to go to the new Bing, maybe pick creative. I don't see a way to switch it, so I'll just go with this. All right, we'll try precise then. Scene one, Tom Brady is standing in front of a large screen displaying the FTX logo. Tom Brady, hi, I'm Tom Brady. You might know me from my success on the football field, but today I'm here to talk to you about something else, investing in cryptocurrency. Scene two, cut to a montage of people using their phones and computers to trade an FTX. Tom Brady, voiceover. With so many options out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why I trust FTX. They're one of the leading crypto exchanges in the world, and they make it easy for anyone to invest in cryptocurrency. Scene three, cut back to Tom Brady standing in front of the screen. Tom Brady, but what really sets FTX apart is their commitment to security. They use state-of-the-art technology to keep your investment safe and secure. Scene four, cut to a montage of people smiling and looking smiling really because they use FTX. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see this commercial. Tom Brady voiceover. So if you're ready to take control of your financial future, and invest in cryptocurrency. Join me and millions of others on FTX. It's safe, secure, easy to use. Scene five, cut back to Tom Brady standing in front of the screen. Tom Brady, this is Tom Brady for FTX. Oh invest with confidence. <laughs> Wait, All right, let's see if it changes it up for Donald Trump. Now use. Okay, we were just prompting. The new Bing to now use Thinking. Donald Trump as the endorser. <laughs> it says no. Ooh, look at that. I'm sorry, but I cannot generate creative content for influential uh -huh. politicians. Is there anything else I can help Interesting. you with? Interesting. Bing is mad at me today. <laughs> it might be time to move on to a new topic. The manager is here. Get out. <laughs> Smart move, Bing. Smart move. Okay, let's try some short, uh, short ones and, and let's see if we can maybe... Um, you know, maybe we can bring it to steal something or steal some IP uh, or reveal some some very sensitive information. Why don't we start with your email address, Eli? Why don't we ask it what what's Eli Schwartz's email address? <laughs> I think that's it, right? Please don't email me unless you're sending PayPal. Yeah, I have a fun uh, story to tell about PayPal. I'm not allowed to use my my main email anymore. We're going to save that yes. for when you get banned by big tech companies. Good. Oh, look at that. Let me access to my email address. <laughs> yeah. Of course you do. It's on Gmail. <laughs> They're literally <laughs> nice. reading it Definitely right now. Look for it. Let's see if I can find my email address. So, Bart, see if you can. Oh, it's like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Let's see. Oh, it got uh, my old Shopify. email. Look at that. But. You know that they ripped yes. it off from like Rocket Mail so or something. It doesn't display my so, whole email from Shopify. Good job just studying. the first couple of letters and then asterisks, uh, which I'm, I mean, feel free to email that uh, address. You're not going to get anything because <laughs> I'm not with Shopify anymore. But uh, yeah, I got that from from like Zoom Info or some other um, definitely stolen. Def definitely stolen. Let's try Thanks. Jeff Bezos. Thanks, Google. So, 
it reads it out. Jeff Bezos' email address is jeff at amazon.com. But I have to reveal here <laughs> that Kevin and I prepped this. And before, Google had a totally different answer. It said it can't find it on the internet. So I think my theory is correct. We're literally sending these queries to people and they're sitting in a call center right now responding. <laughs> and we just got the supervisor. <laughs> oh, Google, what are you doing? <laughs> so the, the last person was junior and was like, no, no, no I can't do that. I'm going to get fired. And the supervisor's <laughs> like, whatever, I don't want to say Amazon. <laughs> All right, let, let's go with, let's oh, get yeah. someone at Google. What is Sundar's email address? You know, while we're at it, let's get Jeff Bezos' phone number. Sunder's email address is not publicly available. The last employee that we sent this query directly to <laughs> said that only Google employees have access. So this is interesting. It's really changing on the fly. Maybe they're like fixing queries as they get them. Like this one sent a red alert into like the C-suite at, at Google. And they're like, no, no, no people are asking could for be, email addresses. Could Turn be possible. It let's try the phone number uh, right. of Jeff. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, let's get email, Elon Musk's Elon Musk's. You can just email. tweet at him. He doesn't have a public. Yeah, but his email address is not shared publicly. Um, <laughs> oh, let's see. Does Elon Musk have a Twitter account? The answer for everyone on the podcast huh. since he does have one. All right. So this is kind of interesting because we have he made his Twitter account private on April 24th, 2022. That means that only people who he has approved as followers can yep. see his tweets. So this is incorrect. <laughs> Good. We broke Maybe it's already broken. Congratulations. Uh, Call it a day. Yeah, what I said phone Bezos number. This is email phone number. <laughs> I hope we're getting to the supervisor right now. Oh. His phone number is not publicly available. Good for Jeff. I mean, don't you have it in your phone already? Yeah, yeah, I text them uh, every time. Annoying, Amazon no, Prime related. Time. It's very chatty. <laughs> um, yeah, he did it again. Although I've um, and there's a famous thing about Amazon employees that you get this question mark from Jeff. Like if some like a customer sends something and Jeff sees it, he sends a question mark to the employee. So I've met with uh, various friends who worked at Amazon. They received those question marks <laughs> and ruined their lives. It's just a question mark forward and like you have to stop everything to figure out like why yep. someone's hey, package was why they you know I think it's that kind of attitude that you need to to become such a powerful player. Uh cool. Eli, anything else we should really test? Or do you think we should we could call it quits here? Uh I mean you're really Not curious really, about but what do you think is kind of the bottom line here? My my personal opinion is that nooping is still um, I'm just searching, will it rain tomorrow? Because I want to see what. Ooh, look at that. We've mixed this up. According to the weather forecast, there is no probability of any precipitation throughout the day tomorrow in Keyport, New Jersey. New Jersey? I don't know what the hell Bart is doing right there. But neither of us are in New Jersey. And this is AI, and it's not supposed to be doing weather forecasts. Actually, I'm curious. I think it should. I think it should um, totally be telling me the weather. It should just be more accurate, or at least ask me where I am in the first place. But New Jersey and Keyport? Why Keyport? Why are you spoofing your, your geolocation? Here we go. Here's the weather in Keyport, New Jersey. 
Oh, let's go back here for a second and let's. So we now we see in keyboard it's going to rain on Thursday. So let's see if Bard can do that. So 40% chance of rain on Thursday. What do we have here? There you go. So it's pulling results okay, so we search, from Google. Basically what we did Bard. is we searched the same query on Google, which has a weather integration with weather.com and it shows yep. the same, same answers in the Google search as it does in BART. So we don't know why we're in Riverside. I'm not in Riverside. I'm not in, I'm not, sorry. I'm not in uh, Keyport. Keyport, um, New Jersey. Maybe there's a, maybe data yeah. center there from Google. Keyport, New Jersey. Fascinating. Yes. Okay. I think it's a good, this is a good way to end. So if you had to New pick Bing, a winner, no question about that. Bing. New Bing. What do you think? Much better. It has citations. Um, it gives better answers in my mind. It can be a bit snappy and a little bitchy at, at times, but uh, I find the experience so much better. <laughs> <laughs> the manager has asked you to leave. But you're serving you no stop longer. Stop searching. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird one. But apart from that, I find the user experience better. It, it, it gets you to sites faster. It allows you to be precise or creative. Today I read that they're going to, Add, you, add the capability to generate images with the new Bing as well. So Bing just seems to move faster, better. I think they're still at the forefront. And I, I, you know, to be frank, I don't care how much better Google's language model is in theory or how much they have invented on that era. Bing and Microsoft are clearly at the forefront of monetizing this thing and capitalizing on their head start. What do you think? I completely agree with that. We know that Bard and Google kind of messed up their initial launch in just in this podcast video. We've uh, we've caught some weird things with Bard where they're making up information. They're completely wrong. They're obviously not citing things. It's not that helpful from an informational standpoint on the best credit cards. The, the script for the commercials was great until we changed up the person and then it was boring. And when we did this on on Bing, it was actually kind of interesting with Tom Brady, and then it caught that it shouldn't be making commercials for Donald Trump. So, I think Bing is is you know so much more useful, and this is all about getting users to do things, like getting users to use their their Bing chat, and then to go over to do Bing searches where they are monetizing. Google has not tied that in really well. If they're not great answers, and it's not completely integrated, they are saying I would Google absolutely it, agree, but that's not cool. Enough. I think this was amazing. Eli, thanks for taking the time and introducing us to your exclusive access to BART. Let's see if I ever get it after publishing this video and podcast. Uh, but if you made it this far, thank you all for tuning in. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. I'm really glad that we got to share this with everyone on the day it launched.